from Los Angeles. This is the Echelon Radio Network. And here we are at the Echelon Radio Podcast. And today in the studio, we've got Jay Rubin. Thanks for coming in. Brian, thanks so much for having me. Such a pleasure. Jay, tell us a little bit. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do now. Anybody that's around at least the West Valley, where I am a lot, um, you can't drive down a block without seeing your name on a sign somewhere. So I, I do commercial real estate brokerage and specializing in office product, uh, office leasing, sales, and investments. Um, so we work with a lot of the landlords and tenants throughout uh, the greater Los Angeles area and uh, really enjoy uh, helping companies uh, fulfill their space needs. And, and the company is? Our company is Lee & Associates. And where, where, where is Lee & Associates headquartered? So Lee & Associates, my umbrella is uh, Westlake Village. And we have uh, three offices, Sherman Oaks and Oxnard. But Lee & Associates is in about 36 states right now. Wow. That's a lot bigger than I thought. Yeah, yeah. So we're in all the major markets. Um, we've got a great network. We typically get together a few times a year. We've got a, uh, a session coming up in Las Vegas in October. Um, so they do a really good job of cohesiveness and sharing market information, working with a lot of various clients together. Uh, but it's it's a great group. So, so one of the things that I've really liked in the years that I've known you is um, I've always been impressed um, that you have a really good handle on what's going on in this neck of the woods, right? So we're, we might talk about a development. We might talk just about the market. Um, and that's something that I think has been helpful. Yeah, well, it comes from, I think, just the passion of what I do. Um, and so I've been involved in a lot of the development process, as an example, in Warner Center with the new specific plan. So I was on the uh, committee that helped write that specific plan mm -hmm. over about a seven-year period. And now you can see that it's it's implemented with uh, a ton of new development, uh, a lot of exciting mixed-use projects coming online. And we really transformed the uh, the landscape over there in Warner Center. I was going to say, if, if if you saw Warner Center 20 years ago and you see it five years from now, that's going to be a big difference. Absolutely. I mean, just in the last five years, I mean, you've seen you've seen a ton of evolution, um, a, a lot of multifamily, a lot of interesting retail. Uh, Westfield has a really interesting project coming up with uh, mixed use as well as a uh, entertainment venue of probably about 15,000 feet mm -hmm. uh, seats rather. So I think that'll be a great asset for the area. Um, love to have a, a live venue out here for sports and entertainment. Yeah, I, I think it's, um, it's going to be very interesting to see what it does. And it really will be one of the very few places in L.A. where people can live, work, shop, play. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not, not many of those. And there's walkability. Um, and you see that in other parts of L.A., I mean, really over the hill, but uh, you have that walkability aspect here. Uh, you have the great employment pool and a, a ton to do. So so let's get the, uh, the, the kind of the COVID uh, question out of the way. <clears throat> you had to have had sort of an oh crap moment when the world shut down and businesses were shutting down or at least leaving their office spaces sure and wondering sure. you know are people going to be paying rent and 
What, well, what happened from your point of view? I think we all had a real moment of uh, what's going on. I mean, I, I don't think there's anybody, whether they're retired, uh, kids, everybody had this moment of trying to gain their bearings, trying to get a perspective of what's happening. Um, then you have the shock, and then how do we deal with it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there were various stages to what happened, and it evolved, and we kept looking at what's happening, how can we help our clients out during this, this process, and that was really our goal. Um, you know, how can we help our, our tenants out evaluate how can they safely have people in the office or uh, what are their needs? How can we uh, work with the landlords uh, who are concerned that tenants may not be paying rent? Mm-hmm. So there was, there was a ton of concerns, uh, a ton of problems that we faced, um, and we were, we were able to work through those. Um, you know, in, in, in retrospect, we've, we've taken a, uh, a better look at it with more clarity, um, and I think we, we tackled a lot of uh, the challenges um, and came out on the other end. Uh, now we're, we're super optimistic. Uh, so, so let me ask about that specifically. I was speaking to a real estate attorney who works primarily in, um, on the landlord side of commercial real estate. That's where most of her, her work is. And I asked her, um, a year ago at this time, we heard uh, Cheesecake Factory with sort of big fanfare saying, we're not going to pay rent at our 400 right. you know, places. And if you had asked me at the time, I would have thought, there will be a landslide of litigation in the next 6, 12, 18 months. And so I asked her, is that what you're seeing? And she said, not no. really. Most of it, using your words, most of it has kind of worked through. It got worked out. And every situation was different. You know, even with a cheesecake factory, I mean, every landlord that they have, or a lot of the landlords are different, and everyone tackled it differently. Um, certainly there was some litigation, but not nearly what we might have thought. And most tenants were able to pay their rent. Um, uh, most businesses actually had a, a really good year. Obviously, retail, brick and mortar retail and restaurants were a real challenge. And our, our hearts went out to them. We're, we're certainly pleased that we see this uh, recovery and huge demand to get uh, back out there physically. Um, but there was a lot of cooperation and on both sides, you know, folks were, uh, we, we saw compassion. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we were able to be creative on how to work with uh, tenants that were having a hard time paying rent. Uh, there were situations where, you know, tenants were, uh, bought their leases out. Um, and we were able to be creative and, and get it, get it figured out without having to go the legal route. So if we, if we go to today, um, we hear uh, companies saying they're, they're, they're going to stay very remote. We hear companies saying, we can't wait to get back to our offices sure. as soon sure. as possible. We have people saying, we are going to take a smaller footprint. And we hear people saying, we're going to take advantage of the market. So we're hearing everything in every which direction. Is Are you kind of living that right now? Lots of different people looking. We're at hearing things. everything, but what we're seeing is a great deal of activity. Mm. Um, so we're very optimistic about that. I mean, we're seeing a, a, a lot of companies that are ready to get back in the market that want to bring their employees back. They're taking advantage of, of great opportunities economically to bring folks back. 
Um, and I would say the great majority of our, our tenant clients are looking to bring back the majority of their workforce. And I think that that trend's only going to continue. Um, you saw throughout this process as our clients would survey their employees, what percentage want to come back. And uh, during the height of the pandemic, you would see very low numbers, 10%. And now we continue to see those numbers ratchet up 70, 80% are ready to come back. And they have that desire to come back. So I, I really believe that that trend is going to continue. We see the value of face-to-face, physically being in the same spot, uh, having a corporate culture. There's, there's such a value in that. And we appreciate the electronic tools that we've used and we'll continue to use those. But I, I don't see physical space going anywhere. And mm-hmm. I think uh, the pendulum shifting the other way and people really saw what they missed out mm-hmm. and, and want to relive that again. Yeah. Um, so when people see maybe uh, some kind of listing or a posting that you've done, they sometimes see a really nice aerial photograph. <laughs> that Those are not being done by helicopters, are they? Um, mine, not, not, they used to be. They used to be, but uh, I think you're alluding to the uh, the drone footage that we both share a passion for. I am. Um, and I do enjoy taking my own drone shots. Um, so the photos that I use in my marketing materials are uh, shots that I've taken myself with uh, with my drones. There was there was one that um, I, I'm thinking this is one that you may have shot. You may have shot it with your drone, but it was a shot of Warner Center. It was I, I think one of the buildings there, but it was shot. My guess was it felt like it was maybe over Ventura Boulevard. It was back a bit and it was up high. And it was this wonderful shot of very modern Warner Center. And when I saw that it was your company, I kind of thought, uh-huh. I'm betting Jay, Jay shot that one. I've shot Warner Center from every angle, every direction, up you know, the top of Topanga to in the heart of Warner Center. Um, and and I, I really just enjoy doing it and started taking the drone on, on different travels and getting nature shots and beach shots. And you've got two kids. Yes. Do they like the drone? They do. They do. Um, they don't fly it a whole lot. I think we're still, they're still a little young for that. So we're, we'll work on that. Yeah. Or maybe dad has a firm grip on it and hasn't been letting it go. Right, right. Uh, I need to get one. They don't, they're not going to worry about crashing. I've already taken a few out. So, uh, have you, it, it happens. Yeah. It does happen. I've had a couple friends. Uh, I had one friend lose one, uh, in the ocean and he was trying to get a shot of the beach. Yeah. And he had a drone go out, and, and it just lost signal. And it just plummeted. And um, it was late in the day, so he wasn't able to go get it. But he actually swam out and got it the next day. It was still sitting I'm surprised. Underneath, underneath the water. I've flown it out over the water because you get some amazing shots. But you do have to be cognizant that you're risking it. Yeah. Well, drones are an awful lot of fun. I think they're really fun to fly but they really do serve a purpose. And you're one of those guys that actually gets to do it the way that it should be done. Absolutely. And the technology just keeps growing. I mean, what they, what they keep coming out with, it's, it's impressive. So, so tell us a little bit about, um, uh, you and I were just talking about this before we started, um, but vacation plans, a lot of us had vacation plans over the last year that were cut short or sure, didn't happen sure. or canceled. What's on the schedule now? What, what do you and the family really want to do? 
Well, we have a huge desire to travel again. Um, During the pandemic, we'd taken a few road trips, um, which was nice. We went to Sedona, beautiful, did hiking, Yosemite, great trips. But um, uh, next month, we were going to take a trip to Maui, going to Hawaii with the family. Uh, Very much looking forward to that as it's one of our favorite spots on the planet. Uh, Just looking forward to the getaway, quiet time with the family snorkeling in that perfect water now and there's also a little bit of of real estate that runs in the family just one on the commercial side and one on the residential side sure sure my wife is a residential broker with coldwell banker Um, so it's fun we get to see both sides of the real estate world her on residential me on commercial and we can come home at night and compare notes And, or commiserate. I don't know. What do you think the kids are going to do when they grow up? Is there probably be- something completely different? <laughs> I don't. I, you know, uh, it's it's so hard to say. And their personalities are very different. Um, you know, they love technology. Uh, it's a good question. It's a good question. They're ten and eight, so I think the world is their oyster at this point. You know, we found uh, with our daughter. She absolutely, positively did not want to have anything to do with what Jerry and I did for the longest time until she switched majors in college and went into communications. And and we just kind of laughed like she avoided that for so long, and yet she ended up taking a turn, you know, back to it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they rebel against it because they're around us talking about it. And they're often like, Mom, Dad, stop talking about work. I mean, we get that all the time. Um, but, or if they see how much passion and enjoyment we have out of what we're doing, you know, that, that might, might happen also. Um, you know, it's hard to say at this point. Tell, tell us where you're from. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Michigan, suburbs Mm -hmm. outside of Detroit, born and raised. And when'd you come out here? I've been out in California since 96. So it's, uh, it's definitely home. What, uh. Uh, I'm going to ask you a couple questions that, that Jerry sometimes asks in sure, the podcast, sure. and this is just kind of rapid fire. So if you go back, uh, thinking of your whole life, favorite concert, favorite concert. Um, I, I'm a grateful dead fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would, I've seen some great shows and maybe the favorite would be in Michigan early nineties with Jerry Garcia. Mm. I would have to say just the nostalgia of that at the Pine Knob is the outdoor amphitheater there. And uh, it it was a fun show. We had a great time. Just a few days ago, I saw that, you know, the newer iteration, Dead and Company, have uh, scheduled their tour for late summer. Oh, I hadn't seen that. So I'm super excited that live music is coming back. Yeah. And they're doing three shows at the Hollywood Bowl. Nice. That'd be fun. A bunch of other shows. So one of the things I missed the most was live music. Yeah. Love, love live music. I've had a, a number of people say that. I think travel is one of the big ones that people mm-hmm. have missed. Um, you know, dining at a restaurant. You know, I, I've heard a lot of people that didn't necessarily miss dining in the restaurant. They missed dining in the restaurant with good friends. Yes. I thought that was an interesting twist on that. And then I've, I've heard several people say live music. It's, it's been one of my favorite things yeah. uh, since I was a teenager. And uh, really looking forward to get back into back to some shows. Okay, so if you uh, if I was to ask you your favorite type of food, what would it be? Um, so I try to eat really clean, 
And if I was going to have a cheat meal, um, <laughs> which will happen this weekend, <laughs> it, it, you know, my favorite meal is probably a good steak, a filet, uh, you know, with all of the uh, sort of trimmings. Mm-hmm. Uh, for cheat meal, I'd probably go to I go to pizza mm-hmm. if I can get a good pizza. It's that, a pretty good go-to. It always does the trick. It always does the trick. But I, I like all the junk foods: cheeseburgers, French fries, nice sweets. Sweets was uh, something that I, I used to like to indulge in quite a bit. <laughs> now uh, I'll give you just one more of these uh, uh, off the cuff. Favorite superhero when you were a kid. Favorite superhero, um, you know, it's probably probably Batman, just because I remember having this rubber Batman figurine. Um, and you're talking about Batman on television, the Adam West Batman. I I didn't watch it, but I suppose it was the Adam West Batman because this was before the, before the sort movies. of Dark Knight yeah. and all that. Um, but it must have been. I mean, I remember having like Batman and Spider Man figurines, but we didn't have like. I wasn't into comic books and I don't remember we didn't have like the Marvel movies. Yeah. Um So I don't remember that uh, superheroes was like a huge huge part but not like it is to, now. It's not like it is now. Yeah. But I don't think my boys are too much into superheroes. I mean they they do watch the movies and they like that but uh more uh you know video games. Yeah. I mean they like outdoor activities but pets we have the uh, cutest Labradoodle, uh, Golden Doodle, I'm sorry, Golden Doodle. Golden. We might have to edit that out so she doesn't <laughs> get upset. Lolly. And uh, she's a sweetheart. Nice. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Let me, uh, let me just close the loop on, uh, on commercial real estate. Um, do you have any, any thoughts if, if you were talking to a group of 10 or 15 people that are sort of, um, they've got businesses they're a little bit on the fence of like, what do we do going forward? What, what are maybe just a few of the things that you're suggesting to people right now to look at what maybe are opportunities or what maybe are cautions that you have? Well, I, th- I think they got to really evaluate their company culture and what they're looking to do in the future. Um, it, right now it is very challenging for companies to determine if they have a lease coming up or they need space. How many employees am I going to have? Are they going to be comfortable? Um, and I'm seeing a lot of companies take a, a, a bit more space than they're anticipating because of those surveys where employees keep saying, well, now we're ready to go back. Um, so I think it's really a matter of trying to evaluate the short and long-term goals. In a lot of circumstances, there's opportunities where maybe they can take a little bit less space, uh, maybe have a first right on some adjacent space, um, negotiate some other opportunities in the building that if they need expansion space, that's available for them. So there, there's some flexible options. Um, and what we do is sit down and really help them evaluate how to look at that um, and how best to protect themselves for future needs and current needs. You know, we've been we, we've asked that question of a number of um, Echelon members that, that are trusted advisors with their clients. And that word flexible seems to be one whether it's in law, in accounting, um, commercial real estate, we're saying the same thing with marketing. We really don't know what it's going to be like in a year. So you've got to maintain some flexibility as we go forward. We think everything's going to be better. We're not sure how fast that's going to happen. And we're not really sure. You know, we used to do projections 15, 20 years out. Mm -hmm. I think we're lucky if we could do three right now. (laughs) Three months. Yeah. 
Yeah, pretty much. Well, Jay, listen, thanks for coming in. Appreciate your uh, thanks sharing so much some for time having with me. Us. Appreciate it, Brian. Thank you. Presented by Echelon Business Development. More than just networking. Way more.